Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim, and the topic of our podcast today is the Santa Rosa Hitchhike Murders, a series of uh, murders of eight young women, at least eight young women, uh, in Northern California back in the early 1970s. That case that remains open today, they never did find the culprit. So we're going to talk about these murders. Uh, but before we do, let me introduce, as always, our panel. I am pleased to be joined by the very lovely and talented, the pill-popping, penis-loving, Satan's dirty little secret, Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm fine, Tim. How are you? I'm doing well. We missed you yesterday. Well, I had things to do. I could not be here. I know. Well, we, we certainly missed I you, but we're glad well. you're here today. Don't think you missed me at all, but thank you. Are you excited about this story? So excited. It's an interesting case, don't you think? I do. I do think so. All right. And uh, we're also joined, as always, by the very distinguished and honorable Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Um, You know, Timmy, I'm I'm feeling much better. As you know, the Grim Reaper had me in his cold. Yeah, you were feeling a bit under the weather. I was. <clears throat> I, I would like to thank all of you on uh, the page. You planned out such a lovely uh, departure for me. That's the History Dreams, the podcast page. Well, we planned your funeral. We had quite the funeral planned for you, Colonel. Yeah. It, it looked With pretty. It looked elaborate. Yes, it looked quite elaborate. I was. Uh, I was sorry. I was going to miss it. Yeah. I was. But we're glad you didn't die, uh, and we're glad you're here with us today. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um, do you have any uh, shout-outs, Colonel? Tim does not speak for all um, of us. I do have some shout-outs. You know what? And, and I got one important one here. We got a, a very good friend of the show, uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Bell. Um, she She's on the page, and she's on the show. But anyway, Tiffany's mother's pa- mother, her, she passed last weekend. Oh, we're sorry. S- yeah, we're so sorry uh, to hear that, Tiffany. So we would like to like to give you our condolences. Absolutely, and, uh, we are thinking about you. It's a very difficult time for you. Um, Sending love, peace and love, peace and love your way, Tiffany, Miss Bell. Yeah, it's got to be a very difficult thing to have to go through. In in the in the uh, in the regulars on the page, we got Shannon and Jennifer Burdick, uh, Shannon Rossert, my accountant, and Kim Taylor, Trish uh, Hillard. Uh, we got a new one, 
Timmy, Jennifer Williams. Okay, yeah, Jennifer, welcome um, to the podcast. And you know I do a crazy thing all the time, and you think it's creepy, but I, I always like to see where our listeners are from. Yeah, it's creeping. Uh, no, it's, creepy. it's not. You look at the page, if they put where they're from, and, and, and um, she's right by my, my boy, so... Anyway, if I need somebody to go kick their ass, now I got somebody close. Me, she's in Chicago. <clears throat> she is. Um, let's see who we got. Kim Taylor, did I mention her? Yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Uh, Hi, Kim. Crazy ass Cindy Lou. Yes, um, uh, one of our sponsors. Thank you, Cindy. Cindy, yes, she's a wonderful, very funny woman, mm-hmm. Cindy is. Um, and Sarah Spaghetti, of course. Can't forget Sarah. No, no, we can't. Okay, so you have any more, or we're good? We're good to go. Um, no, you rushed me, so I was running. Well, we're trying down to get through this story up. because we get a lot of complaints that we don't get to the story quick enough, and this is a long story. So, and we blame you for that. Yeah. So. Why don't you do shorter stories? <laughs> do you have any further shout-outs, Colonel? I I do not at this at this time. Okay. Um, Okay, so I have a couple shout-outs. Uh, you mentioned Cindy. We want to give a shout-out to all those who are sponsoring us on. Patreon, Patreon backslash History Believes. We really appreciate it. Um, Cindy Lou, um, Bridget, and also Alicia and Chip, thank you very much for your support. Um, Brandy, do you have any shout-outs before we get going? I do. But first I want to say something really quick because it's it's always funny to me how our listeners, they'll post something and they'll tag me on it and it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like they don't they don't really you know they don't I don't want to say they don't know us because they do I mean we talk and we're not it's not like we're playing characters or anything right but it's always so well aside from you squirrel bait but you mean the colonel you're talking about I, I do okay. yeah but I mean it's just so funny how some of these are just dead on um, Celine and Beverly and um, you know, they've sent me a couple of memes that were just perfect, and I really appreciated them um, for what they were. So, thank you. They were just, they were dead on. But um, I also want to give a shout-out to Michael Birdsall, and he has actually asked us to make a special shout-out for him mm-hmm. to uh, his lovely, lovely, lovely partner, Sydney. He, Sydney Saint. Yes, Sydney Saint. She says, he says... Uh, happy birthday. He loves you very much. Um, and he couldn't think of a better person in the world to listen to serial killer podcasts with. And that's true love. When you're it really there, is. When you sit down and listen to this podcast. It someone. really is. And I think it's very cool he's making this huge public declaration of his of his love. So yeah. good yeah. for you. Good for you. Thank you, Michael. Michael, and, Michael yeah. and Celine also were the winners of the History Dweebs Trivia contest that we had a few days ago. Did so. they get a prize? No. I did, they just get a shout-out. So oh, a special nice. shout-out to go. them. I also want to give a shout-out to Larry, who's always active on the page. I don't think we always give him a shout-out, but thank you, Larry, uh, for being active on the page. We appreciate it. He doesn't get enough shout-outs. Um, okay, Colonel, you have anything before we jump into this story? I'm, I'm, you, you, you put all kinds of pressure on me here, Timmy, to this a long story. I wish we'd do shorter stories. I don't really like these long ones. I'm sorry. Beverly and my mom, Shout-out. Yeah, of course, I got Lady so Beverly. Um, she's, uh, I'm sure, watching our football game. I already game. gave a shout-out to her. Lady she Beverly. is a royalist. She's insane, Yeah, is what she is. 
And then, of course, Dottie, and you know, dog. Dottie Scott. I don't even have to give her a shout out because that's implied in every show. We, the only reason we do this show is for Dottie Scott. Well, she, she yesterday she was saying, when, when are you guys going to get another podcast out? I'm, I'm, I don't have anything else to listen to. So I said, that's, promise mom tomorrow. That's okay because my Aunt Beverly announced at a family gathering, you should hear Brady's podcast. They're so rude and vulgar and crude and... <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, is, she's oh. leaving, is she the one leaving us the reviews? Because <laughs> really, no, my aunt, we have no. been taking a beating on reviews here. Right? Yeah. My aunt Beverly is wonderful. She is very funny. She's wonderful. Yeah, but I, she's just sharing this with my parents, who I'm sure did not appreciate it near as much as she did. Yeah, yeah it's probably a good thing your yeah. parents don't listen to. To me, I believe we are the Skyline Chili uh, podcast, and that means nothing to no one outside of Cincinnati. Right? Skyline Chili is a a chili you find here in Cincinnati, you put it on a hot dog or you put it on spaghetti. Uh, and it's it's just, really, it's the food of the gods. But it's an acquired taste. Yeah, let me, let me, just can't, uh, I don't want to rain on your parade, but let me just give you the uh, headings of our last two reviews on iTunes. Uh, the last one on July 23rd, which is just a couple of days ago, the heading is Horrible. Right. And the one for before that on July twenty first, awful, just awful. So, well, I, apparently they don't share your vision of this podcast. I believe that that uh, that just the headings alone shows a total lack of imagination and creativity. Awful and horrible. I mean, what? That's so, the best you can come up with. What kind of illiterate fuck leaves a, a thing like that? If you you're gonna put a one word thing, awful. That ain't even. So you're you're concerned. You're just no concerned. child abuse is awful. You, you just want more podcast is just not very good. You just want to be more creative. You're not well, you're not disagreeing with their. <laughs> if you're gonna insult me, try to use try to open try to use your brain a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Don't be a dumbass. Uh, for those of you out there, there who haven't left us a review and like our podcast, um, please uh, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review because we look at that daily. We check that daily. All right, so this is going to be a big day for us, um, and I haven't announced this on the page yet, but sometime today we're going to go over 100,000 in terms of downloads for the show. So it always amazes me when I look at those numbers. I know, it's so it's, crazy. It is crazy, but um, thank you all for listening, and thank you for following us. Okay, let's get into the Santa Rosa Hitchhiker Murders, so people will be happy that we're not screwing around too much because we get that kind yeah, of uh, the Santa Rosa Hitchhiker Murders um, occurred in the early 1970s, uh, 1972-1973, where at least eight young women, and when I say young, I mean from like age 12 to 22, were murdered hitchhiking in the uh, Santa Rosa area in Northern California. Um, now, hitchhiking was a big thing back in the 70s. Did you do much hitchhiking, Colonel, in the early 70s? Oh, yeah. I used to hitchhike all the time. I used to hitchhike to school. Yeah. Yeah, that explains it. So, I can picture you, like, in the early 70s, wearing your blue your blue, uh, blue jeans, your bell bottoms, your uh, peace signs, smoking weed, bad well, mouth. actually, bad, in the early 70s. Burning was, your draft card, bad I, mouth. I was eight years country. old in the early 70s. So, I'd say in the late 70s, maybe I was hitchhiking a little bit. In the early 80s, I was hitchhiking a little bit. And it didn't seem to kind of, you know, uh, uh, 
10 or 20 serial killers mm-hmm. will kill hitchhikers. Yeah, it, it really... kills hitchhiking. It really was a weird time in Northern California for serial killers. There were a bunch of them, and that's why a bunch of them will show up on our um, list of suspects. As I said, these Santa Rosa, Hitch- Santa Rosa hitchhike murders were never solved, so... Um, Let's get into this. Anyway, Santa Rosa, for those of you who don't know, is a city in the county seat of Sonoma, California. It's in Northern California in the Bay Area. Um, Today, the population is just under 200,000, so I would imagine it was a bit less than that in the early 1970s. It was 300,000, and they got all the serial killers, and it just (laughs) dwindled it down. I don't think that's true. Uh, It's the largest uh, city in California's north coast. So just think of the wine country and, you know, north, just a little bit north of San Francisco and the Bay Area. Um, From from early um, to late 1970s, it became a focal point of a series of brutal murders. Most of these murders took place in 72 and 73, although one of the bodies they found was in 79, and I don't know if that I, I could not find in my research whether or not that body had been, um, you know, had been found had been there a while, and they just found it, or um, it was connected to these series. But anyway, one of the bodies was um, that, and the last body was from they never did identify the um, victim, but seven of the victims were identified. They were all young females. Uh, it, would, it was believed that they all of them were hitchhiking or catching a ride with strangers when the uh, murders occurred. Uh, all the victims, were fa- except for one, was found in the nude in rural areas uh, near steep embankments or in creek beds near the roads. Uh, they became known as the Santa Rosa Hitchhiking Murders. Although a great deal of uh, effort was Made, uh, put forth by local law enforcement, including the and the FBI, um, the case remains unsolved. There's a lot of various theories on who's responsible for the murders. Um, at this time, uh, in that area, you had uh, the Zodiac Killer that was uh, active. You had Ted Bundy active during this period. You had Ed Kemper, who was. Um, Big Ed Kemper, who we did a podcast on, uh, the Hillside Strangler, all these were active in this time, in these time frames, and we're going to talk about the possibility of each of these possibly being um, responsible for the Santa Rosa hitchhike murders. But it's never been solved; it's, it remains officially an open case. So it's hard to get a lot of information on this case. Although I will cite one website, um, the Santa Rosa uh, it's a website that has a lot of information, a lot of links, uh, a lot of information about the victims. You can see the photos of the victims. Um, so if you're interested in... Photos of yeah, the victims? Yeah, they got, they got pictures of the victims on there. So if you're interested in learning more about this topic, check out SantaRosaHitchhikeMurders.com. It's a, it's a wealth of information on this, on this particular crime. So although the police have investigated all these suspects... You know we just lost half our listeners. No, nah, they just they turned us off and went to the internet. No, nah, they're going to listen. They, they want to hear what we have to say, I'm sure. So all of the police investigated all these suspects, um, and they questioned many others. Um, that, that, you know, the case has never been solved. Um, eight young girls um, were found dumped in embankments and creek beds uh, around the Santa Rosa area. 
Um, seven of the eight victims went missing in 72 and 73. Uh, as I mentioned, one was discovered in 1979, but again, they don't. I couldn't find when she went missing. Well, she's unknown, so I don't, maybe they're dead, they don't even know, but somehow they associate her with this case. Um, and Brandy is going to tell us about the victims. So... I'm talking about, we're going to talk for a minute about Marie, Maureen Louise Sterling and Yvonne Lisa Weber. They were both 12 years old. Uh, they were the first apparent victims of the killer. And you know, I can't even, I mean, I don't interrupt you, but I can't even imagine 12 year olds hitchhiking and how dangerous that is. <coughs> scary. I mean, I know it was a different time, but. Now, these two girls were hitchhiking together? Well, it mm-hmm. I haven't got that far yet. I just said their names. So. Yeah. But Tim can do this part if he needs to, because he's over there just trying. No, I'm just saying it was weird that, you, you know, you have 12-year-olds hitchhiking. Your demeanor scared. seems uh, harsher than normal, devil. Well, Chuck, i got to tell you, I am working on giving up my pop, oh, no. and I have to oh, quit no. smoking. Oh, no, no. And I have to do it now. Well, you know, Devil. So now, you're going to have to suck it up, Buttercup. We have talked deal. about this, and, and, and we have had, we have had long conversations. And I think that's a wonderful thing, Brandy. Um, Thank you. The smoking thing. The smoking thing is, is. We've been trying to get you off those devil sticks for a long, long time. Uh-huh. And you gave it. You've given it up, and you've quit. And you've quit like five times. Uh-huh. And you go back to it. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep going back to it? Because I have a 17-year-old child, and so my choices are I can either drink excessively, which will not allow me to function, or I can shoot heroin, again, not allowing me to function. Oh, you might find out. I can mm-hmm. beat the shit out of those around me, which won't allow them to function. We don't like that. We or we'll, we'll again stop. I can just step outside and have a cigarette every once in a while. But... We're going to help you through it. I am. I I will not judge you for smoking as I was a smoker. You judged me No, I did not. What I'm saying is... I am not going to vape either. Timmy and I are very supportive of your efforts to improve your health because although I believe, despite what your doctors may claim, it would take a stake through your heart and a beheading to end you, um, but we would like to have you in good health. Just, if nothing else... Because Brittany can't get down here all the time to do these podcasts. Right. That's very sweet. Okay. So, Marie, Marie Louise and Yvonne Lisa, uh, they were 12 and they attended <clears throat> Herbert Slater Middle School. Yvonne was actually about two weeks shy of her 13th birthday. They disappeared around 9 p.m. on February 4th, 1972, after visiting the Redwood Empire Ice Arena. Here we go, ice skating. Yes. Okay, uh, I did a I did a figure three. It was like half of a figure eight, but then I fell down. Right. Yeah. I did a, a camel toe. <laughs> it's gross. Or a hamel camel or something like that. I don't moose know. Knuckles. Moose knuckles. I did a moose knuckle. Moose knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Sal cow. All right. So, Sal cow. Yes. So they were they were actually last seen hitchhiking on I can't say that road uh, northwest of Santa Rosa. Witnesses saw the girls getting into a car in front of the Redwood, in front of the ice arena. Uh, their bodies were found the day after Christmas on December 26, 1972. 
a little over two miles north of Porter's Creek Road on Franz Valley Road. Now, do you all know where that is? Yes. Yeah. Because it's right there. It's right there at the corner. At the corner. I believe yeah. there's, that's where Earl's uh, in their Dairy Queen. There Bay, was in the research. Dairy Queen. Yeah. Dairy Queen. Okay. You would have looked it up on Google Maps. Okay. The body was down a steep. Their bodies were down a steep embankment, about sixty-six feet off the east side of the road. They had been missing for almost eleven months. Uh, a single earring, orange beads, and a fourteen-carat gold necklace with the cross were found at the scene. The cause of death could not be determined from the skeletal remains. So these two little girls were killed and dumped down an embankment behind what we can assume is a Dairy Queen. Yeah, they didn't find him for quite some time. Ten okay. months, eleven months. Oh, well, clearly nobody was playing Pokemon Go or they'd have found him in a week and a half. You know, I'm not trusting this Pokemon Go thing. Okay. Well, they're data mining, so hold on. I, I know. Now, I want you I to just, think about this. I don't want to think about anything right if now. If you were like Lex Luthor, right, mm-hmm. and you wanted to find out where everything in the world was, you take a bunch of crazy asses and say, here, just turn your camera on and run about crazily about the Earth. And then you collect all that data. You know what I really think it is? I think it's some guy who lost his wedding band, and he's afraid to tell his wife. Might be. So he's got all these guys running around with cameras, and he figures he's going to find it that way. That's that's a good guess. They were there was a ton of them at Jungle Gyms this weekend, walking around Jungle Gyms. I did. I will be honest. I did not know that when you show up to a place, there's not a real Pokemon there. Oh, yeah, yeah I, thought I, I was thought, just going to get under your foot. Or I thought I would try it, so I, I, I got the app, you know, so I thought, oh, I'll try this and see what what the big fuss is about. But I accidentally put, I, I just, it was ask your age, right? Mm-hmm. So I, just, I didn't change the year, so I just, it was 2016, and then so I got this big thing that says my parents have to sign a release. Oh, so bored. I just dropped it. All right, so next we have Kim Wendy Allen. Uh, the killer struck again one month after Maureen, uh, Maureen and Yovan disappeared. On March 4, 1972, Santa Rosa Junior College student uh, Kim Wendy Allen, 19, was given a ride by two men from her job at Lake Spur Natural, Natural Foods to, a, to nearby San Rafael, California. They last saw her at approximately 520, hitchhiking to school near the Bell Avenue entrance to Highway 101 northbound carrying a large wooden soy barrel with red Chinese characters on it. Well, I wonder if she well, was having any trouble getting any there. eyebrows. Right. <laughs> Bless her heart. Uh, let's see. Her body was found the following day by two motorcyclists. The body was found down an embankment in a creek uh, about 20 feet off Enterprise Road in Santa Rosa. You know where that is. Was it underneath a soy barrel with red Chinese characters on it? I don't know. She may have just fallen down the hill carrying that soy barrel. They actually actually think there's a connection. That's one of the reasons why they think there's a connection to the Zodiac, but he'll get into that later. Uh, The victim had been bound at the ankles and wrists, raped, and slowly strangled with a cord for an estimated 30 minutes. Oh. Her body was bound in a way that left her spread eagle. A semen was recovered from the body, and a single gold loop earring was found at the site. Markings at the top of the embankment and a possible leg impression uh, indicated the assailant likely slipped or fell while throwing or transporting the body. Uh, The two men who gave her a ride, one of whom was given and passed a polygraph test, were ruled out as suspects. Yeah, right. so they dropped her off, and then the Never theory... Never seen her again. Yeah. She got in another car. Yeah, it's the theory. With that big-ass barrel. Yeah, I wonder what the what was with the barrel. That, 
Uh, Laura Lee Cursa, 13, was a popular Lawrence Cook Middle School student. Uh, she was in the eighth grade. Her mother reported her missing on November 11, 1972, eight months after Kim Allen's disappearance. Lori Cursa disappeared while shopping with her mother at a YouSave store. It's believed, though, that Lori deliberately ran away from home because she was last seen on November 20th or the 21st in Santa Rosa while visiting friends. Lori had been known to hitchhike occasionally. She was 13. What the f- what well, other two girls were just one? Yeah, I, I think. Know. I mean, at the time, I remember. I remember my dad saying on weekends that they would hitchhike and see how far they could get. You know, when he was a kid, yeah. And then you know, try to bring back a newspaper or something from wherever they, the farthest they end up, and then they would have like, they'd have a, it was like a contest with them to see. But you know that it was crazy. Yeah, um, we dream of doing it now. Her frozen remains were found by a young couple about three weeks later. On December 14, 1972, her body was found in a ravine approximately 50 feet off Calistoga Road, northeast of Rikon Valley in Santa Rosa. The killer had thrown the body at least 30 feet over the embankment. Um, the body, however, was uh, the descent of the body was apparently stopped by some trees. The cause of death was a broken neck with compression and hemorrhaging of the spinal cord. There had been some speculation that she may have jumped or been pushed out of a moving vehicle, but she had been bound at the wrists and ankles. Lori's body was also nude when it was discovered, but there was no indication of sexual assault because that's where he draws the line. But well, he did sexually the other, assault the other one. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, the other sexu- were, well, no, he sexually assaulted the one that was of age. Uh, well, you know what? The younger ones he did not. Well, the younger ones, though, they were pretty badly decomposed, so... Well, yeah, it was probably hard for telling, but the one that they... But, he w- okay. No, I mean, he could have possibly... He could have, but... Yeah. I think some of these, <clears throat> they, they just had, they they couldn't rule out sexual assault. I know. Yeah. Well, my thought was, but they weren't decomposed when he had them, but uh, <laughs> oh. I'm back with you now. They, <laughs> okay. You took a left there. This lack of nicotine and caffeine, you got the double dog hitting you there, right? God. No caffeine and no nicotine? <sighs> Do you want some methamphetamine to I help had, you through this? I had it. No, I, I had a Coke earlier. And I'm you know who lives in this area? This is water. What? Stephanie Q. Stephanie quick. She lives in this area. Oh. There, this all happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, she, is she on our suspect list? <clears throat> no, she's not a suspect. Oh. Do we know where she was at this time? <laughs> we yeah. don't. We have I to ask her. Yeah. I don't know how you'd leave that one out. But anyway, okay. So, they had no indication of sexual assault. Um, she likely died one to two weeks prior to discovery, uh, which would have been around the first week of December, about ten days after she was last seen alive by her friends. A possible witch witness to her abduction came forward stating that on an evening somewhere between December 3rd and December 9th, really. Well, <laughs> you know, he was probably smoking a lot of pot back in the day, you know. While on Parkhurst Drive, he saw two men push a girl fitting Curse's description into the back of a van driven by a Caucasian man with an Afro-type hairstyle. Which was pretty common. Well, yeah, everybody had to. Uh, did you have an afro in the seventies? I never did have an afro. I was young. You got to remember, Timmy. I was born in sixty-three. So wait, I had naturally curly hair, which worked out well for your mullet. It worked out quite well for the mullet. Yeah, and you know, and some of these, not to get into too gruesome of a thing, but um, you know, science was not technology. It was not what it was. And you had, uh, when women, 
victims were left nude and animals would come along. The first yeah. parts they would start on are the, the soft parts. parts. Right. So you often had little evidence left to go on. Right. Well, and I guess my issue is too. So this stoner sees these two guys pushing a little girl into a van and that doesn't raise any mm. kind of yeah, you would think that, you know, why didn't you support that? Dude, that sucks. Maybe we should tell somebody. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. You know, whatever. That's just ridiculous. The vehicle uh, sped off at a high rate of speed, so, you know, suspects. Uh, due to the manner of her death and eyewitness testimony of the possible killers, investigators believe that all of the that of all the victims, Lori is the least likely connected to the same assailants. Yeah, so I guess there were some things that were different. But again, when you go through and do the re- when I was doing the research, mm-hmm. there's because it's an open and active case. Yeah, you know they keep they keep stuff back, so they're just not. Right. You don't know why that the investigators don't think she's connected or as least le- or less right. likely to be connected. There's just no nothing out there to tell us why. So the next murder uh, occurred about eight months later in July of 1973. Carolyn Nadine Davis, she was 14, she ran away from her home outside Anderson in Shasta County. Shasta! On February 6, 1973. For several months, she stayed with friends and relatives. She disappeared July 15, 1973, after being dropped off by her grandmother at the Garberville Post Office. She was last seen hitchhiking that afternoon near Highway 101 ramp southbound in Garberville. Uh, Her naked body was discovered on July 31st, just three feet from where the remains of Sterling and Weber had been recovered seven months earlier. Yeah, so that guy's... He's going back to the same place he's dumping. Right. It it works for him. Uh, The cause of death was due to a massive dose of strychnine poisoning. 10 to 14 days before discovery. Which is, again, a little bit different than That's the other a lot one. different. Yeah, because the other ones were strangled. Most of them. Um, strychnine. Strychnine's rough. Strychnine's... Yeah. That's a tough way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which would lead you to think that they, they he didn't kill them immediately after picking him yeah, up. He, he toyed with him for yeah. a minute. Uh, no clothes or personal belongings were found at the scene. It could not be determined if she'd been raped probably from what Chuck said. And investigators believe that her body had been thrown from the road. Uh, It had been thrown from the road as the hillside brush appeared undisturbed. Five months passed before the next victim went missing. Teresa Diane Smith Walsh, 23, of Miranda, was last seen on December 22, 1973, at Zuma Beach in Malibu. Which is... In Southern California. Yeah, it's just down... Yeah, that's near L.A. Yes. Teresa was apparently hitchhiking north to Garberville. She was hitchhiking to visit her family for Christmas. Her partially submerged body was found six days later on December 28th. Uh, it was found by kayakers in the Mark West Creek. Teresa had been hogtied with clothesline rope, sexually assaulted, strangled, and was determined to have been dead approximately one week. Due to recent heavy rains in the area... High water marks suggested the body could have drifted several miles. Teresa Walsh is the last known victim of these tragic murders. However, the FBI believes that there are other victims, but despite their best efforts, law enforcement has been unable to make any arrests 
in connection with these murders. It's believed the killer's final, final victim was found six years later in 1979. See, that don't make any sense to me. I mean, they're all in, they're all you know in a short span of time, and then he takes six years off unless maybe he was arrested, arrested, or incarcerated. Didn't or, BTK take off a bunch of time? Well, he, he, he like took twenty like, years. Yeah, or he something. took off a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, one of the unknown victims they think can be attributed to this um, uh, was found on July 6, 1979. Skeletal remains were found in a ravine off Calistoga Road, approximately 100 yards from where the body of Cursa had been discovered, had been recovered seven years earlier. Due to the age of the remains, authorities initially believed them to be those of Jeanette Kamalahi, uh, a young woman who went missing at the time of the murders. However, a comparison of dental records proved negative. Uh, the victim had been hogtied and her arm fractured around the time of her murder, but there was no other evidence to establish a cause of death. It was determined that the, unidenti- the unidentified victim was approximately 19 years old, wore contact lenses, had red or auburn hair, and at one time had broken a rib, which was healed by the time of the murder. The victim uh, has never been identified. And I guess, that's what I was saying earlier, this victim, she may have been killed when the others were killed. They just found her bodies. Right. And they didn't find her remains until seven years later. Um, the FBI and local investigators believe there were more victims whose remains have not been found. In 1975, the FBI issued a report stating that 14 unsolved, homis- 14 unsolved homicides between 72 and 74 were committed by the same perpetrator. These possible victims include Jeanette Kamali, age 20. Uh, she was a Santa Rosa Junior College student, and she went missing on October, or, I'm sorry, April 25, 1972. Jeanette had been hitchhiking near the Karate. 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 High Karate? Not High Karate, no. I still use that. I know you do. It smells lovely. On-ramp of Highway 101 near Santa Rosa. My lady's man. You are a lady's man. A friend witnessed her likely abduction and reported that she entered a faded brown Chevy pickup truck fitted with a homemade wooden camper. Those homemade campers are sweet. (laughs) How come you like the homemade camper, but you don't like tiny houses? You don't like the tiny houses. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me say it again with more sarcasm. Oh. Those homemade campers are sweet. See, it's so hard to find out when you're you're being sarcastic. You you, you carry about with your uh, hostile negative demeanor that makes it difficult for me and Timmy to ascertain whether you're being humorous or not. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, we love you, Brandon. Is it difficult for you, Timmy? Sometimes. Okay. But she's trying to quit smoking, so I'm trying to be supportive. You don't have to pander to the devil. That's okay. You ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> I have danced naked in the pale moonlight. I didn't ask that. That is not that is not <laughs> doing that. Tim Chuck received uh, threat threatening emails today. I did receive some threatening emails from who? Anonymous. Anonymous. For why? Um, I don't know. Apparently, somebody wants something from me. Um, some type of paperwork. Uh, and they have threatened uh, my physical well-being. Is this uh, work-related or is this podcast-related? I believe it might be work-related. I replied that I do not negotiate with terrorists. Is that someone in this room? 
I anonymous. It was anonymous. I don't want to point the finger at anybody because that would be uh, would take out the irresponsible. Anonymity. Well, if you go missing and you're found, you know, on the roadside. Well, I think tied. Now you know this is, and I won't get off subject here, but it's a true story. Now I used to hitchhike all the time. Won't get off the subject. Though. I'm about 18 years old. Yeah. And I remember the car to this day. It was a green Lincoln Continental. Yeah. Pulls up. Guy's about 30 years old. Looked a little greasy. And he actually had the look of like a John Wayne Gacy type of guy. And we're, we're driving. He's talking, asking me fairly fairly innocuous questions. So you got in the car with this guy even though you thought he looked shady? No, it was cold. And... uh <sighs> No, no, this is a true story. Now, uh-huh. true story. They start patting you on the leg. No, he just started talking you about stuff doll I did you. and everything. You know what? What? You know whatever. Uh-huh. Do I have a girlfriend? This normal kind of normal question, and they got a little bit offbeat. But I'm not paying much attention. I'm looking out. You know, looking out the side window, and I'm looking at and I and I, uh, I look out, Timmy, and I swear to you, I swear to you, on my mama's soul, Timmy. Mm-hmm. I looked down, and the man had his pants unzipped and had his pecker in his hand. <laughs> had his pecker in his hand as he was talking to me, and I looked at him, and I said, what the hell is wrong with you? And he said, and I, and I was actually quite angry and disturbed by this. Yeah, well, I can imagine. And I said, pull the car over, and he said, you're not into that. And I said, what? what? No, I'm not into that. Look, pull, pull the goddamn car over. Mm-hmm. And and I thought I thought as I was opening the door, just giving him one good parting shot right in the side of that. I didn't do that, uh, but so you're just trying to get a ride to church. I was and trying. This guy whips out. Well, no, it was I was going um, to the orphanage. Um, it was you know to it, it was Tuesday, so I was going to the orphanage to play with the kids. Sure. Um, teach him math. And this guy whips um, out his pecker. Which is rude. Whipped really out is. his pecker. I was. I was uh, in Miami once, and when I was in college, and staying on Miami Beach, and we went to a where they changed, you know, the clo- where you change your clothes on the beach, you know, mm-hmm. changing room. And this old man was standing there. He must have been about seventy years old, right in the middle of the room, just whacking it. It's very disturbing. Did you go ahead and change clothes in there? Uh, no, I walked back out. I can't imagine. I sat on the beach, sat on Miami Beach in July with my blue jeans on. You know what? You do that now, so it's really not that much different. Uh, that's why, because I'm not going to take a chance on seeing that again, Colonel. It was disturbing. I do not want to see a 70-year-old man uh, pleasuring himself. Unless it's me. Well, I hope to be pleasuring myself when I'm 70. I don't want to see you doing that. Huh. No, I mean, I want to see myself. But uh, and So you're going you're gonna to be one of those <clears throat> in the mirror kind of guys. Yeah. Is that I'm the man in the mirror. Now I'm grossed out. Okay, so, <laughs> so the witness reported... That the driver was a Caucasian male in his mid to late 20s with an Afro hairstyle. The witness also stated that the suspect seemed to move gingerly as if he had an injury or a disability. Or a hemorrhoid. Um, could have had a hemorrhoid. He could have, but they never found poor little Jeanette's body. Lisa Smith was from Petaluna, Luma, California. Uh, she was last seen around 7 p.m. on March 16, 1971. Hitchhiking along Hearn Avenue in Santa Rosa. On March 29th, the Press Democrat reported that a girl using the name Lisa Smith had recently been released. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. 
It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. After being treated at Novato General Hospital for injuries, the victim claimed were sustained after being picked up by a man while hitchhiking, and she was beaten. Uh, it was never determined if this was the same Lisa Smith, um, but her body was never found, and Smith is still officially a missing person. That's with me so far? Okay. Rosa Vasquez was 20. On May 29, 1973, her body was discovered. Uh, was last seen May 26th. Um, she was found strangled near the... Uh, Aguelo Boulevard entrance at Golden Gates Park in San Francisco. Yeah, it's a little bit south of Santa Rosa now. The victim had been thrown seven feet off the roadway into some... Sh- How do you throw a body seven feet? Uh, it depends on the crazy. body. If you grab them by the ankles and you spin them around a couple times and then... Oh, like they do that rock in the Olympics? Well, like the around. midget tossing. The sure. dwarf tossing... Um, or you grab him by the shirt and the tail of the pants. I don't know. Sure. See, this girl wouldn't bother nobody. She was a key punch operator at Letterman General <clears> Hospital <throat> on the Presidio. Yovan, now bear with me on this. Okay. Yovan Quillentang. Quillentang? 15. Oh, she was 15. Baby. Quillentang? Quillentang. Uh, that that name probably didn't give her any problems growing up. No, probably not at all. Uh, was found strangled in a vacant Bayview district lot on June 10th, 1973. She was seven months pregnant at the time of her murder. Fifteen? Uh, yes. Angela Thomas, 16, was found July 2nd, 1973, smothered on the playground of Benjamin Franklin Junior High School in Daly City. See, now that seems a little bit different. She had been seen the previous evening at the Presidio of San Francisco. Uh, 24-year-old radio- radiographer uh, Nancy Patricia Gidley was last seen 
at a Roadway Inn motel on July 2nd, 1973. Now he's moving up to the older girl. She was found strangled behind the George Washington High School gymnasium well, these three are days later. Victims here. The victim was nude except for a single fish-shaped gold earring. It was determined that she uh, died within the previous 24 hours. Nancy had also served four years in the Air Force and told friends and family in Mountain Home, Idaho, that she intended to become a freelance writer for the San Francisco Chronicle and was going to San Francisco to be the maid of honor at the wedding of a friend from Hamilton Air Force Base, all which proved false. What? That's all you got on that? So what was she doing? Well, I think they don't know what she know. was really doing. Yeah, they don't know why she was really. Yeah, that was her story about going out there to relocating, but no one knows if that, you know, that none of it was true. So, Jeez. Uh, Nancy Fusey, age 22, uh, disappeared after going dancing at a club in the Sacramento area. Her remains were found July 22, 1973, in Reading. She'd been stabbed multiple times. Na- oh my God! Nancy had five children. How old was she? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yes. Damn. In two thousand eleven, <clears throat> one of the children, Angela Darlene Fusey McDonald, something McNulty, was convicted of torturing, beating, and starving to death her fifteen-year-old daughter Jeanette Marie Maples. A relation of Marla Maples. Yeah, she ended up. Uh, McNulty. Yeah, the daughter of one of the victims grew up to kill one of her children. She became the second woman ever since to die in Oregon and the first since the 1984 reinstatement of the death penalty. Good Lord. Uh, Laura Odell was 21 when she went missing on November 4th, 1973. Her nude body was found three days later in bushes behind the boathouse at Stowe Lake in Golden Gate Park. Odell's hands were tied behind her back, and her cause of death appeared to be from head injuries or strangulation. And you just would not want to be a young single female in the San Francisco area in the early 70s. No, but why are they hitchhiking? Is this not gone out that you should not be hitchhiking? Yeah, but I don't think all of them were. I think the, some, some of them were just the, the, the eight ones were, behind the high school looked like they just was attacked. Sounds yeah. like the 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 eight the first eight were, and then but these still, other. Even if they're being picked up hitchhiking or another yeah. way. Something should have been done to alert these women. Hey, don't go out by yourself. Go in packs. And when we get into the suspects... Well, they could have put it on the Twitter, maybe. Maybe, but probably not on the channel. Peter Jennings should have told them that this was happening. I mean, it was, you know, Santa... Santa Cruz, I think, which is right south of there, was was called the murder capital of the world back in the early Mm -hmm. 70s. Yeah, you know. Uh, Brenda K. Merchant, 19, was found stabbed to death in a ditch on February 1st, 1974, in Marysville, California. She'd gone missing the week before and was had been known to hitchhike. On December, on September, sorry, 29th, 1974, the nude body of Donna M. Braun, 14, was found near the Salinas River, near Monterey. She'd been bound and gagged. The autopsy showed that Braun had. Had raped, had been raped and strangled to death. Although investigators are most certain the first eight victims mentioned were likely killed by the same assailant, they are less sure about the others that I just read about. Uh, these cases represent eight of the 54 total unsolved homicides between the years 1970 and 2006 within the jurisdiction of the Sonoma County Sheriff's Office. 
They got a lot of cold case files. In 2011, cold storage DNA from some of the cases was submitted to CODIS, uh, which is a national DNA database. Well, 54 and 33 years, that's not a ton, though. Yeah, but most, of them, were, most of them were around the same time. Yeah. See, I got a, I got a, I got a theory that I've sent off to Quantico. I've not heard yet, back yet on this. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, <clears throat> now, stay with me here. Okay. Now, what do we have in Michigan, Ohio, things like that? Buckeyes. It's cold and hot. Yeah. Shit changes. It's okay. Weather. Now, yeah, in California, the weather's nice all the time. You sit around, you're drinking your little frou-frou drinks, whatever you're doing, you're hanging out at the One beach. of the bodies was frozen, so. And you get tired mm-hmm. of the same old thing every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got to find something to break this up. So people start killing each other. They start killing other people. Yeah. See, that's here, well, here, you know, I wake up in the morning, I think, what am I going to do today? And then I walk outside and I think, fuck, it's hotter than Satan's ass out here. Yes. And then that breaks my train of thought. You know what I mean? Now I'm focused on the heat. So when saying, is it going to get cold? So you're saying people spend too much time outdoors? No, what I'm saying is uh, it's a monotony like in Oregon. It's raining all the time. There's mm-hmm. like, what's it going to do today? So it's the same old thing day after day. they got to break up the routine. So uh, not everybody's killing everybody, but occasionally there's not that many serial killers from Ohio. So your uh, well, Jeffrey Dahmer, somewhere. So your theory is that serial killers are motivated by the weather. I believe that the weather has a lot to do with it, Timmy. When you look at these serial killers now, mm-hmm. where do most of them come from? The Pacific Northwest, where the rain and mm-hmm. the weather's pretty constant. California, California, Florida, mm-hmm. Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just a routine and a monotony. Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, anytime you have, we have a lot from Illinois, though. Yeah, but that's because it's so. If you've been to Illinois and been to Chicago, it's tense. Those people are tense. And they might know Scott too. He may be driving people to do that. The lone wolf might drive somebody to. It could be. Yeah. I don't know because he's got that cult thing going on. Okay. He's got the cult <laughs> nut jobs and murderers. Yeah. Tell us about the suspects in this case, Colonel. Now, this is, you know, and I believe I've read this over. I've researched this thoroughly, Timmy. It's like a who's who of serial killers. It it? is. It's like the serial killer dating game. Yeah. Um, Brandy said earlier, it's like the, what, the Avengers? They all came together. It's like, yeah, the Legion of Doom. This is like serial killer con. (laughs) It is. And that's what it is. And, you know, you got, I mean, because it's a closed case, obviously, there's, it's an open information. Case. It's an open case. I mean, there's information that we can't have. Right. But um, you got the who's who of serial killers in here. The Zodiac Killer was a suspect. Okay. Um, but that's kind of reaching too. Why was he uh, a suspect? Well, he he kind of his mo matched a little bit. Well, and he, he was, was roughly in the same area. San Francisco. Um, San Francisco was right about that same time in the early he was 60s, early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's where, okay, in his case, a lot of the victims were found without clothes and very little jewelry. So, you know, he kept some souvenirs. It was consistent with his M.O., mm-hmm. you know, being strangled slowly. 
Um, and in his last letter to the San Francisco, you know he wrote all the letters. Yeah, he wrote the, the letters, te- uh, taunting the police and taunting the newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. He said he was going to change his M.O. And he said, I shall no longer announce to anyone. When I commit my murders, they shall look like routine robberies, killings of anger, and a few fake accidents, etc. Now, despite these clues, many law enforcement experts they don't believe they believe that that's a pretty far reach. Uh, they don't they don't think the similarities in that are striking yeah. at all. And if I remember right, he killed he did strangle people, but he also killed people in other ways. He shot people. He yeah. did all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he was. Um, he was doing all kinds of weird things there. Now, Arthur Lee Allen, he mm-hmm. was a prime suspect, but he was prime. He was also a suspect in, in uh, Zodiac Killer things. So he's from Vallejo, California. He owned a mobile home at the Sunset Trailer Park in they Santa Rosa. Did. Yeah, and this guy is creepy. I don't care if he's the killer in this case or not. He's creepy. Yeah, he'd been fired from his job at the elementary school um, for suspected child molestation. Mm. And he was a student at Sonoma State College. Now, he was arrested in September 74 by the Sheriff's Department and charged with child molestation in an unrelated case involving a young boy. He pled guilty and, and got sent to the state prison until late 1977. So that takes him out of the picture on a lot of these. And plus, his M.O. was molesting a Little boy. boys, yeah. yeah. Um, He's still creepy. Now, in Robert Graysmith wrote a book, Zodiac Unmasked, and he claimed that uh, a Santa Rosa County Sheriff revealed that chipmunk hairs were found all over one of the Santa Rosa hitchhiker victims. Chipmunk? Yeah. And that might be... And that Allen had been collecting and studying chipmunks. Well... Oh, wait a minute. This guy had studied chipmunks. This guy had studied chipmunks, and they found chipmunk hair on one of the victims. Now, that doesn't make... But he was he was the main suspect for a long time in the uh, Zodiac murders. But then when he died, 10 years after his death, they compared some DNA with some DNA recovered um, from a postage stamp. And the results were a conclusive non-match. Yeah, so he was ruled out as a Zodiac... And it's unlikely he was involved in these killings. Yeah. Now, also about this time, you had Ted Bundy running wild. Yeah, this is interesting. There's some interesting um, connections here. They occurred at about the same time, and his favorite method of killing was strangulation. And he also spent time in neighboring Marin County. He attended Stanford um, in Palo Alto, California. Which is right outside San Francisco. Yeah, in the 60s. He was very familiar with that area. One of the things Bundy liked to do was throw people, leave them out by the side of the road in the woods and let the varmints get to them. Um, But he was ruled out um, by a detective, Sonoma County detective in the 70s, and again in 89. um, Credit card records showed whereabouts and showed that he was in Washington. At the time. uh, At the time of some of these appearances. Um, a lot of people, they still consider him a suspect, and at least a few of them. And that, that's what gets really interesting about this is because it's unsolved. You know, and, and detectives can just, we don't know that one guy was doing this. Yeah, it could have been. You know, this could have been two, three different people just acting, you know. Well, they certainly had enough serial killers running around at the time. It could have been one of, I mean, some of them could have been done by Bundy. Some of them could have been done by the Zodiac. Yeah. None of them could have been done. I mean, it could have been completely somebody else. Exactly. Or it could have been multiple people. 
Yeah, so that's what's difficult with this. So Bundy could have, you know, they know. Well, the thing we don't know, too, is what we don't know, because there's a lot of evidence that they haven't made public. So we, what we do know is that Bundy couldn't have killed a few of them. Now, he could have killed other ones. But I've also read, I don't know if it's in your notes there, but I've also read that that credit card thing that he was in uh, Washington at the time, mm-hmm. he would still have had time. He would have had a, it would have given him a two-day gap mm-hmm. to drive to Sonoma and back. Mm-hmm. And he was known to drive hundreds of miles to kill people. Um, and then he so also, remember the person who was walking gingerly? Yeah. Bundy was good for faking injuries to get his victim's trust. Right. So that oh, could yeah, have been the, him. the one victim, the yeah. witness said that the other one looked like the man was disabled or yeah. uh, injured. Yeah. yeah, walking gingerly. Bundy used to pretend that he had a broken leg. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I Bundy. think he pretended to have erectile dysfunction too. I don't think that was pretend. Oh. Yeah, I, I, that one I could not attest to. Um, and bloody stools. Hmm? He told people he had bloody stools. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the erectile dysfunction is an ugly, ugly, ugly thing, um, and it's even worse when you got the reverse erectile dysfunction. I know you suffer from uh, that. Well, yeah, and it's it's <laughs> not fun. R E D. The reverse erectile dysfunction. Yeah, and you know what that is, though. It, it's when you're... I it, it's PBS. Three-quarter masked all the time. I thought it was PBS. R-E-D. It, it gets you a little tender after a while. Permanent boner syndrome. <laughs> well, no, permanent P- semi-boner syndrome. PBS. Yeah, yes. PBS. P- permanent boner syndrome. Yeah. And uh, it's nothing to laugh at. Yeah. Um, I gotta it buy, is actually quite funny. I have to get pants uh, four inches longer, bigger in my waistline. So it well, doesn't. you're fat. No. <laughs> so, so it doesn't. Uh, Wait, man, I hope she starts smoking again soon. <laughs> I know she. Give I'm that girl a cigarette. Yeah, can you smoke marijuana, devil? Because I you well, need some medical. Oh, I can. <laughs> okay. We need to get you some medical. They're gonna make that legal here, and um, we're gonna need you to to get that. You have the. This. How long you have you been not smoking? I gotta ask. About three hours. It's been well, you're doing well. You already, you already like this? I'm sure the next few days are just going to be fabulous. Yeah. You know what only... Well, I didn't... First of all, I said I had to. I didn't say I already had quit smoking. I need to quit smoking. You know what You know what only make this more perfect is if in the next day or two you got your, you got your period, devil. Or I was not, I got knocked up. Or you got knocked up. One that would two. make it better. Yeah. Do you grieve the fact that you have to quit smoking? I mean, do you see it like a... Are you depressed by it at all? No, I see it as something that I need to do, but... yeah. Now, see, when I quit smoking, I'll tell you what I thought is... First of all, you know me. I'm a man of few vices, Timmy. Right. I'm a man of few, I say few that, vices. I say that a lot about you. And I had one vice, and that was smoking the cigarettes, Timmy. See, that's my thing. And I don't, you know... No, you got a lot more of them. You got a lot more vices. No, I me. don't. So, Denial. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lack of self-awareness being one of them. No, uh, I do not. So anyway, you know, I I would go home and, and of course, Mrs. Colonel, you know, had strict rules on where I was and was not allowed to smoke. Mm -hmm. uh, But I could go out on my deck and smoke. And what I enjoyed was walking out on my deck in the evening with my faithful companion, Rudy. And I would smoke a cigarette, Timmy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just me and a cigarette and a dog. And, and cigarettes become like a friend to you. Mm-hmm. And Chuck's only friend. And no, the dog's my friend, too. Mm. And uh, you become 
it, it's very hard when you give them up giving up that relationship that you have because you know the one thing you can always count on is a cigarette to me mm-hmm. and when you when you're quitting devil and, and I know it's harder for you because in you know in real life and, and, and I got friends and you have cigarettes and cigarettes. She doesn't have a dog. And you don't even have a dog. So what I'm saying to you is, um, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to be an easy road for you. What I would say to you two is... No, 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 no. <laughs> they'll say it to you too. I said I was supportive of your... We're trying to support you. Trying here. to support you. We're trying you. to support you. But what I'm saying is it's like losing a friend. And you ain't got many friends well, to I lose, Devil. You ain't got many friends to lose. I but it's a friend that will... And they're in low places. Uh, it's a friend that will kill you, so good job in getting rid of I already have those. <laughs> yeah, I've got friends, that, I got friends that might kill me. I got but family no, that might kill me. We support you in your efforts to quit smoking. That's a good thing. You, but, and, you know, I know this is... Um, you know, We're all friends here, so I'm just going to ask you. Are you going to be on the PMS soon? Because could you wait till you quit smoking until after the PMS kicks no. out? Because that's a double whammy. Yeah, because we don't want to be around you. I don't have PMS ever. Timmy? Uh, she's PPMS, permanent. <laughs> yeah, she's in denial to that one. But I, because I, I'm pretty sure you've been di- diagnosed with a premenstrual syndrome disorder. No. Well, what accounted for you running a pin through my hand a couple months ago? You pissed me off. Yeah, well... So anyway, that wasn't crazy. That was necessary. Where were we? We were with Ted Bundy. Speaking I knew of, was you afraid of? Huh? I knew it was you afraid of. <laughs> speaking of speaking of people who are just <laughs> just mean and scary, uh, let's get back to Ted Ted Bundy. Okay. Um, he liked to straight rape, strip, and strangle, and dump the remains near roads. Um, he had that going for him. I don't know if he had um, that going for him. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't know if you put that on your resume or anything. <laughs> well, well, he might have. I don't know. You know, it's it's got him some notoriety. It did, and uh, I don't judge him. But anyway, he was. Uh, so he's one that could be in the mix. They haven't really knocked him out yet. Um, yeah, they 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 keep going back and forth. They ruled him out twice, but I think they've got some DNA that they're trying to run down to see if there's a match on. Because he admitted to killing well, someone in California. In he said he did 100. Mm-hmm. Um, he killed 100 people, um, and he confessed to kill, killing some down in about 1974 when he was 27. I think he had a girlfriend, too, that, in that area. I don't know if you mentioned that. I think he had a girlfriend in the uh, Santa Rosa area. Oh, did he? Yeah. Now, so. see, and you know his girlfriend. They Jesus think that Christ that's what started really? everything with him. Is that's why all his victims. In the other thing is, I no don't matter know. how bad your relationships are, Brandy, you can always say you never dated Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. When you married Delaney, yeah, you could always say at least it ain't Ted Bundy, right? So anyway, now in 2013, announces announces investigators said announced they were hoping to compare his DNA. If the DNA tests have been conducted, the results have yet to be made public. Yeah. Again, we don't know. <coughs> now, one of my favorites, Big Egg Kemper. We did a podcast on Big Egg. We did. Yeah. The co-ed killer or the co-ed butcher. He was a rapist, a necrophile, a cannibal, and he is known for having abducted and murdered several women 
in the 19 early 70s in Santa Cruz, California. Which is about 100 miles south. 108 miles southwest mm-hmm. as a crow flies, Timmy. Now, Kimber was regarded as innocent and non-threatening by his young female victims, embodying the persona of a gentle giant, a facade he created using non-verbal cues to deceive them, deceive them into entering his vehicle. He solely targeted young student hitchhikers during his killing spree, luring them into his vehicles, driving them to quiet, unfrequent areas where he would murder them before taking their corpses back to his home to be violated, desecrated, and eaten, with Kemper often keeping the severed heads of his victims for several days before disposal. And we all know what Ed did with those heads. What did Ed do with those heads, Timmy? He got some head from those heads. He got some head from those heads. Yeah, he so, did. So he, his uh, he his uh, even though he he focused on hitchhikers and young women and murdered him, uh, he would often rape them after uh, he was in a necrophilia and he he was several heads and things. None well, of those. There was occurred. a movie. Uh, it was a Marine drill sergeant, and he was yelling, you know, how to get with the boys, mm-hmm. and he was screaming at this boy that he would poke his eye out and skull fuck him. And, and that it. actually came from Ed Gein. Yeah. Ed uh, Kemper. Ed Kemper. Kemper. Yeah. Speaking of which, Ed <coughs> Gein, this is the de- uh, date of his death. It is. Yeah. Happy Dead Day, Ed. Happy Dead Day. So anyway, so what between 72 Ed? and 73, Kemper embarked on a murder spree that started with two college students and ended with the murders of his mother and her best friend. And everybody knows what Ed did to his mama. What did he do to his mama, Timmy? He abused her severed head. Oh, yeah. Yes, he did. He finally got that woman to shut up. Mm-hmm. He got him to shut up by, well... Gross. Yeah, he... He, he stuck his pecker in his mama's severed head. Oh, I got it. I yeah. got it. Before okay. you said it. Yeah, which isn't, which isn't consistent with the Santa Rosa murders. No. So, although the M.O. is the same, um, none of them were de- decapitated, or none of them were victims of post-mortem rape. He can't be ruled out, but, you know... Or some of them, I think he can. The later ones, he was incarcerated. Yeah. So, now you have Herbert Mullins. He was another serial killer that we know about. He killed 13 people in California in the early 70s, Timmy. He had to swing a dead cat in Southern California. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Oh, no, they was unionizing. (laughs) I mean, they had a union and everything going out there. They wanted better better benefits, health care, whatever. I mean, you know, you go out hitchhiking. You just don't know. Bundy's going to pick you up. Zodiac Killer's going to pick you up. You don't want Ed to pick you up. (laughs) You know what? Bundy, you can strip me, rape me, and throw me by the side of the road. But leave me some dignity. Don't cut my head off and then just use me for your own sexual pleasure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Herbert William Mullen, um, he killed 13 people. We need to do a podcast and, on him. Including at least one young female hitchhiker whose body he dis- discarded by the road. His M.O. That was not a good fit. Mullins liked to kill men, women, and children. He was an equal opportunity killer. Yeah, he was. He was only known to have killed one hitchhiker, a 24-year-old woman named Mary, and that was because she didn't have gas money. So gas, he killed. Gas, grass, or ass. Nobody writes for free. That's what he told her. 
So anyway, she was a college student who was running late for an interview and decided to hitchhike. She never did get that job. Um, the date of her disappearance was October 24, 1972. Now, Mullen picked her up and stabbed her through the chest in the back. He then dissected her body and scattered her remains along the side of a hillside road. Again, that's not consistent. with Different with the Santa Rosa murders. Yeah. He killed 13 people. He was arrested in 73, which, like Kemper, would rule him out as a suspect in later Santa Rosa murders. He confessed to the 13, which he, which, uh, he claimed... And, and, you know, we have no way of knowing if this is true or not. He confessed saying that his 13 killings prevented earthquakes. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know how that would have happened, so... But did they have earthquakes? That's Same my question. Chuck walking out to the parking lot prevents us being attacked by sharks. Or and werewolves. And werewolves, yes. Yeah, he was insane. It, not necessarily, not Timmy. Did they have earthquakes? I mean, that's a legitimate question. We're going to have to look into that one. So in 1973, after a trial to determine whether he was insane or culpable, he was convicted of two murders in the first degree and nine in the second, sentenced to life imprisonment. Yeah, but none, none really with the Santa Rosa. He wasn't really seen as a... Yeah, now some other suspects you got, Frederick Manali. He was a 41-year-old Santa Rosa Junior College creative writing instructor. Now, he's, this is an interesting one here, this guy. Yeah, um, he was he was suspected when after August twenty fourth the after his August twenty four, nineteen seventy six death in a head on collision in Highway twelve, sadomasochistic drawings he had created depicting former student Kim Wendy Allen one were of discovered the among his yeah one of the victims were discovered among his belongings oh, he is also a, was a suspect in the uh, zodiac killings mm-hmm. and um, you know reading these forms online and you know you take that with a grain of salt but uh, apparently one of the items that they found when he, in, in his possession when he died was a backpack Similar to the one that Ken, uh, Wendy Allen had had uh, supposedly had had when she went missing, Oops. and uh, you know, with all of these girls, a lot of them were found nude or maybe just with one piece of jewelry on them. Yeah, and they yeah, think maybe you know that the the serial killer was keeping them as trophies or whatever. Right. Yeah, they would have one earring. The mm-hmm. serial killer would take the other, which was interesting because one girl had a fourteen gold gar- character gold cross and chain that he did not take. Yeah. And that Chinese, uh, you know, that girl that had the Chinese lettering? Yeah. They found that uh, that was broken up and made into like a, some sort of satanic symbol mm-hmm. that was found near her body. Oh. And they th- that's why they, they suspected the Zodiac, because the Zodiac killer was, you know, really into symbolism and stuff. Well, that was not that was not in my uh, information. Well, it was given you, to me. If so. you had done your research, you would have picked that up. Well, research. I thought you do the research. You got people for that. Continue. My people have let me down, Timmy. Continue. No, okay. Just, well, uh, get get Bob in here. Bobby. Are we? Any other suspects, Colonel? Well, the Hillside Stranglers were possible. Now they're, they're far reach. I mean, yeah, because they were in Los Angeles. Yeah, right? they were in Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> and it was later, right? I mean, it was... Yeah, one didn't even get to California until 1977. Um, 
Now the other one, uh, Bruno, yeah, yeah, they were the cousins. Um, they don't know when he got to California, but he believed it was sometime in the early seventies. But again, they were down by down by uh, L.A. L.A. Now that was their mo was to rape and toss about by the side of the highways. But it was everyone's mo. I mean, the well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and really, I mean, if you're gonna do it now, if you're what I've heard is throw them in a body of water because it gets rid of a lot of the DNA evidence. But um, but you know that's they're they're a big stretch. So you know this this is just a ser- to me a serial killer. They did not. You know who all these people could have used Timmy oh. at one point or another. All the people we're talking about on this page, oh. they could have used my good friend and my consigliere, yes, Nicola Reed. She, I didn't know who she was. She is? Oh, wow. Yes, what, she what, is. What would she have done for them? Well, she would have probably provided them some fine legal advice. Mm-hmm. Um, she may have been able to prevent, present a couple of good torts for them to possibly uh, help them in their, in their engagements with the constabularies. May I ask you if you know what the word tort means? I believe it is some kind of legal term that, that is. Uh, well, tort I believe, tort I believe at its heart is contract law. It, uh, you would be wrong. Well, see, Timmy, I did not go to law school, unlike my friend Nicola Reed, and like or, me, or and Tim you, Scott. Yes, but when so it let comes me tell to legal you, advice, I'm going to trust Nicola bar. because Nicola is. Can I? Would you want me to? Would you like for me to tell you? Tell what me what tort a tort is. A tort is a wrong. It's a lovely pastry. A tort is a wrong? Yeah. Like so, like, the devil is a tort. Assault, battery, defamation. You have torted me. You have torted me, woman. So they didn't need a tort. Okay. But I, I was really impressed you threw that word out there. Well, okay. A tort was a dessert. Yeah, I thought, I thought it would have raspberries in it. Yeah. But okay. anyway, I... I I had her name on here, and I realized I needed to work Nicole in. Oh, you did a fine job, so, Colonel. What do you? Who do you think uh, of all these suspects? Uh, do you? What, what I do you don't think believe of? any of them. Are you think I mean, it's I, someone I think totally this is someone that they did not catch. I believe this is someone who probably and 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 you know I got a strong feeling about this, and you know the Colonel is a little bit psychic, mm-hmm. um, and I got Psycho. I got a feeling that. Now, this is in the wine country, right, Timmy? Think yes. about this. This is one in the wine country. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to harvest the grapes. Mm-hmm. And this man was not really killing during the wine season. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. I believe he lost a limb in a thrasher accident, mm. and Are it put Bartles into his killing killing ways. Are you Bartles or James? <laughs> have you, I have think you ever seen the, a mentalist? I have. I think of all of the uh, suspects, the guy, the Benacci. No, uh, no, no, no. No, no Buono. Um, the guy yeah. that died, the guy that had the... Oh, uh, the guy that had the, kid, that had the, the drawing? The, the drawing. Now, that's uh, an interesting one. Yeah, of Wendy. That's Manal. Yeah, he had, he had, apparently he had the drawing. Again, you don't know about these forms or whatever, but apparently the drawing depicted how Wendy Allen was found when she was murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he yeah, and he no, was into that S and M stuff. And, yeah, like um, like brandy. Yeah, and I don't have that peculiar predilection, mm-hmm. um, devil. And and you have more experience in that field than me or Timmy. Um, 
So, what are your thoughts, Brandy? What are your thoughts? Are they, do, you, do you think any of these guys did it, or do you think it was a a different person? Do you think it was an S and M scene gone bad? No. So no, nothing. What about the suspects? Do you think any of them fit, or do you think no? Wasn't any of them. They'd have tied it to them by now because they pulled cold DNA. They've been doing that shit. They're running through CODIS. Yeah. They'd have come up with something from Bundy or Gacy or any of the biggies, mm-hmm. Zodiac, any of those because they had enough material. I believe it it's was. It's going to be somebody. I believe out it was an unknown field. serial killer. Yeah. So, and. You know, because sometimes. So he stopped. Out. So he stopped. So you think he died or went to prison or both? Or Could be anything. Moved. He might have moved and started someplace else. Started a job here in Cincinnati. He could have developed the erectile dysfunction. Started a, a working with us in a podcast, perhaps <laughs> capacity. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's any of the the big names. I think it's probably a, a different one. But man, what a scary fucking place in the early seventies. If you're oh, you, you know, it was it was like, you know, I, and what I imagine is. Two guys leaping out of a car, banging heads, one being Big Ed Kemper and one being Yeah, Ted it's like Bundy. they're flying over the same victims. Yeah, and you know? it's like, no, she got long brown hair. That's one of mine. Oof. You know, I got, because Bundy was very selective in his taste. He, he, you know. But you know what? In the Legion world, you would, you would think these, you would think the girls would know better than a hitchhike with all these wackos running around, you know. Well, you know, this is not a, a girl thing. This is a people thing. It'll never happen to me. People, yeah, that's what it is. It'll never happen to me. Well, true. I mean, but I, I mean, I never hitchhiked. Have you ever hitchhiked, Brandy? I know. No, me neither. I, I, now, see, I hitchhiked quite a bit. I mean, it even bothers me getting in taxis in foreign countries and stuff. You don't like to get in Ubers, Timmy. I don't even like Ubers because there's some wacko serial yeah. killing Uber drivers out there. But there's no crazy regular cab drivers. No. Well, they're regulated. Brandy. Yes. Where can people find us? Find us on iTunes. Yeah. You, uh, please leave us a review. We love positive reviews. Yes, we do. Uh, iTunes. Find us on Facebook. Yeah, we have two pages. The History Dream page, which is uh, dedicated to like real history, and History Dream, the podcast, where we uh, we put all kind of interesting we stuff We discuss labias. Yeah, we do. And <laughs> majors and minors. Uh, but I minored in labia in college. <laughs> did you major in it as well? I did not major. Well, I was a, mi- I was a labia minor. <laughs> uh, but uh, join us on History Read, the podcast page. It's a group uh, dedicated to those folks who listen to the podcast. We have a lot of fun there. Where else can people find us, Brandy? Lipson. Lipson. You can find us on uh, Twitter, Twitter at History Dweebs 1. Yep. Brandy, we hope you uh, are able You sound to- a little down, Devil. You sound a little down. You, you don't, you don't sound yourself. You sound tired, you sound grumpy, but we're going to give you a pass on the grumpy. But just how, we're, we're concerned about you, devil. We want we're you We want you to you. stop smoking. We really want you to stop smoking. I'm tired when my eyes is drooping. Like. You, I thought maybe you was having a stroke over there. No, but, my uh, droops. Okay. But well, thank you for that. No, well, we, no if you was having a stroke, I was going to take your M&Ms in the refrigerator, just so yeah. you know where we stand. Right. I accept that. All right. Um, Colonel, any final thoughts? Well, we will be speaking. Um, keep your, your... Well, they'll see us tonight. We're going to be delivering one of the speeches at the DNC convention. And we will not. We have to. It's only fair. We did one at the Republican convention. Now we got to do one at the Democrat. No, you streaking at the Republican convention does not count. Well, I might be streaking at He's the Democrat. He's streaking back. Hmm? 
Yeah. yeah. He's bringing sexy back. No, uh, he's not doing any of those things is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Are you bringing well. sexy back? I'm trying. All right. The colonel got back. That's what they said. The colonel got back. Nobody says that. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. We'll see you again next time on History Dweeze. Good day, listeners. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.